break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are Doctors Nutrition of Texas. And we welcome you to this week's show where we have a very special edition called Licking Sweet Death. We're going to be doing a few shows in our series on diabetes since it seems to be a big rampant epidemic. Are you being uh, pun intended on big? Oh, no. It just so happens they turn to be bigger when they have diabetes for some reason so this will actually address weight loss also right yes yes it will absolutely (laughs) we are uh on your podcast station nutritional solutions for your common health issues and our website is a cut above naturals with an s on the end dot com please go there and take a look around and you will see our health survey and many uh, interesting blog post and all kind of uh, information that Dr. Lewis has put on the site as as well as many of our products. Uh, so we're going to get right into the show today and we're going to discuss what we can do about diabetes. If you've been sentenced with that as a diagnosis, you know there may be something you can do unless you are a type 1 diabetic, then, uh, you know, you are kind of sentenced to that. But if you are type two, um, there's actually some good news and hope for you. So let's see what Dr. Lewis has to say. Well, let me back up a little bit. Yeah, type one is a, is a whole different ball of wax there. But this very morning, I had a lady in here that's type one diabetic, and she does not have any excuses. The people that get well are the ones that ask, what else can I do? How can I maximize and optimize my health? And the people that lose are the ones that say, when can I get off this stuff? And it it really agitates me because I hate seeing people live an unfulfilled life. And this particular type 1 diabetic, she's 60 years old, and she literally looks 40 because she doesn't have excuses. And we went over her lab, and, you know, she... She's one of these special people. She actually understands the value of what she's getting here. Her and her husband, who is another type of doctor, spend a lot of money here on supplements, and they both look many, many years younger than what they are, and they have the energy to prove it and the mental clarity and the lack of diabetes, except hers is type 1, although her A1C is better than most type 2 diabetics. So you can do something about it. You can uh, change You just have to make up your mind to have reasons to get well rather than excuses to stay where you are. So I'm going to throw out a lot of tidbits. Janet, as usual, is going to be a lot more organized because I'm just all over the place. Well, I do have a question when you, you know, you're mentioning the lab, which is, you know, something that we do here for people that don't know what we do. We we do run low-cost labs so that we're not guessing at what's wrong. 
what we've noticed is uh well people will send our send us their labs from all over the United States and let us uh, evaluate them and I've noticed on their um they run glucose most of the time not not a three month blood sugar, and most of them are on the higher end, and they've never even been told that they may be diabetic. And I and I, as America gets sicker and fatter as a nation, they're making those values be higher. Where, you know, you're you're getting by, so to speak. You're not really, but um, they're letting you by with almost being a diabetic, and you don't even realize you are. And uh, you know, when we run the three month blood sugar, many times we find you actually are a diabetic. You know, that blood sugar should be about seventy, is what it should be on the on the glucose, and uh, they actually have them at 90 and 95 and never say a word to anybody about that being high. So, you know, that's something you need to check out that you actually could be one if you haven't been diagnosed with it. You might be a redneck if. Um, well, yeah, I don't really like glucose because it's so variable because one time Janet and I didn't feel good and we thought, well, on a whim, we'll just go get our lab done because we were just tooling around, didn't have much to do. And we were in the middle of an icy full of high fructose corn syrup. And folks, you're going to hear me preach bad against that stuff. But um, <clears throat> the uh, lab guy says, I'm not going to draw it because it's going to mess up your A1C. A1C, Janet says, is a three-month blood sugar. It goes for between 90 and 120 days. It's glycosylated hemoglobin, which is a much more accurate way of testing what your glucose is. And I told the guy, I said, it's not going to mess up our A1C. I'm the doctor. I'm the ordering physician. I'm the patient. And I'm the one paying the bill. Please just draw it. I'll take care of it. And he got really, really snotty, which I didn't understand. We were in the middle of an icy. And even in the middle of an icy, our blood sugar was about 85, which kind of blew my mind. But the A1Cs will reveal it. And we also run insulin. Now, insulin on most labs will, the, the reference range will be a 2-point-something to a 19.6. Folks, if it gets to a 10, you've got a problem, which is insulin resistance. And if you have insulin resistance, you also have leptin resistance. And it does not shut off a hormone called ghrelin, which is the hormone that makes you feel like you're satisfied and no longer hungry. Fructose is by far the worst offender. And keep in mind, table sugar is half glucose and half fructose. And keep in mind, if you have high blood sugar, you really do not need to consume fruit because fruit is sweeter than it used to be. And please don't be like the lady that was here a month or two ago. And I said, well, your blood sugar's higher. And she is getting larger and larger and sicker and sicker every time I see her. And she's quite a bit younger than me. And I said, well, your A1C is this, and you need to get it down. And she said, she bowed up her fist and said, I eat a good diet, you know, with that kind of attitude. I said, okay, tell me what you eat. You know, I'm trying to calm her down with my voice. And it was a lot of fruit. And I said, well, when your blood sugar's that high, you need to abstain from eating fruit, mostly, uh, we always tell people cantaloupe and strawberries yeah. if they're going to do it, and that's not do it all the time. Right. And uh, she bowed up her fist and leaned in and says, this is going south really quickly. She had her fist clenched. I don't believe fruit is bad because God made it. And, of course, now me being the really uh, sweet Christian, which is sometimes tough for me, but 
I said, well, God made arsenic, cyanide, uranium, and tapeworms, but you don't want them in your body, and you don't want fruit in your body either. And, of course, this conversation went south really fast after that, even though I said it in a very laid-back manner. She just didn't believe me, and it's like, well, you're the one that's put on 75 pounds since you started our program because you think supplements are just uh, uh, carte blanche to eat anything and everything and as much as you want and that's not true either because some people uh say well i'm on your stuff and i hadn't lost any weight well good lord it's been three weeks have you changed your diet no and then i get emails from other people says god i've been on your stuff and i have more energy and i feel better and i sleep better and i've lost 20 pounds in three weeks to three months everybody has a different experience and the reason is is because we have a lot of different abilities to express the capabilities of your genes. And I'm not talking about a J-E-A-N-S. I'm talking about G-E-N-E-S. And we have people that store fat, and these are the ones that have trouble uh, losing weight because over a period of many, many hundreds or thousands of years, your genes have adapted to whatever you put in your body, it turns it into fat, and those are the ones that crave carbohydrates. And there's other facets to that, too. But you can influence genetic expression, and a good diet eventually can trump obesity genes. Well, you know, you talk about fruit not having fruit all the time. There's a reason it was called seasonal, correct? Yeah, that's a really good point, folks. Janet's the one that fought that out. It's like, oh. It was seasonal. When the pears came in, we ate pears, uh, but that wasn't all year long. Watermelon, you know, I'm a big watermelon freak, even though I don't need it for my high blood sugar. Janet won't hardly eat watermelon. She'll eat cantaloupe. But, um, yeah, Janet's pretty brilliant. She lets me do all the talking, but uh, <laughs> there's, you know, one of these days we're going to see something that says, oh, your genetics are causing you to be uh, overshop, you know, like you, you're a clutter bug. I don't believe that. But um, some of these genes that they contribute to insulin resistance, uh, they also talk about the ability to pump zinc into the pancreatic cells that maximize their insulin-producing action, and these same genes, you know, they link them to cancer if they're not working correctly. And heavy metals block zinc. Wrong probiotics in your GI tract block zinc. You can tell when a person has impaired immune function because their alkaline phosphatase, liver enzyme that reflects gut function, is low. And if you put enough zinc in there, then these people begin to have a higher uh, ability to get their immune system up, and it helps with insulin resistance. But, folks, the number one missing mineral in insulin resistance is? Chromium. You guys take a note of that because in our next uh, newsletter, that's actually going to be the question that we're going to ask is in insulin resistance, what's the most important missing mineral? And for you guys listening, you will have a chance to win a bottle of chromium to help you with your blood sugar and help keep cravings low and help uh, you lose weight. 
it's a side effect of it, so it's great. Yeah. It, it just keeps your sugar from spiking and nicking the arteries. Nicking the arteries. You're absolutely right, and that's why we check C-reactive protein, because if your uh, inflammation level is high, it doesn't really matter as much if your cholesterol is high or low. If you have high C-reactive protein and you have the nicking in the arteries because of the high blood sugar, the body in its infinite wisdom says, whoo. I need a Band-Aid, bam, I'm going to stick cholesterol there and call it a Band-Aid. So cholesterol's not the bad guy. And guess why many of us have high cholesterol? Because we have high sugar, high carbohydrates that turn to sugar, and we get resistant to insulin. Right. We always tell people it's like a, a roll of barbed wire rolling through the arteries and nicking them when your sugar spikes. And chromium helps to keep that from happening. Yeah. And that's that's why I say, you know, the the paleo, primal, those diets are generally a lot better. You know, that helps with that so-called thrifty gene, the one that takes all these carbohydrates, which would be the wheat, hops, barley, rye, and turns them to sugar. So, you know, you might consider the paleo primal. That's generally right for the majority of Americans. Not always, but very possibly. Um did you realize that um, di- the diabetes st- statistics, the increase in diabetes cases has increased more than 700% in the last 50 years? Oh, no, it's not our fault, Janet. Right, we are, at least 29 million Americans are diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and another 86 million are pre-diabetic. Pre-diabetic, that means when your A1C gets up to 5.7. Oh, no, not anymore. I actually heard yesterday that there was a a girl that went to her doctor, and because of the new wonderful care that we get through our health care system. Well, somebody voted for it. Yes. uh, He... uh, this this girl's A1C, which is a three month blood sugar. You know, we're we're telling you your sugar's getting high at a five point seven, five point eight. You need to really start doing something about it. Mm-hmm. This girl had a six point four, and at a six point four on our lab, you're a diabetic, full well, blown. Well, they're they're saying really a six point five. So oh no 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 no, this doctor told her that don't you worry about a thing until it is a seven point and then we'll take a look at it and see what's going on. And she said, what does that mean, take a look at it? He said, oh, we'll just keep monitoring you to see what happens until it gets to be a 7.0. I don't want to pay somebody to watch it. I want to pay somebody to get up off his dead, fat butt and mm-hmm. do something about it. There's so much more of that going on now. We've, we we well, hear that more and more all the time. Because, like they're, they're because watching of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, I love our medical doctors. But, you know, once upon a time, uh, not too many years ago, a diabetic was a 6.0 in your A1C. Then it was raised to a seven, and so between a six and a seven, that would exclude many, many tens of millions of people from needing care. So the insurance companies were happy, happy, happy. I'm assuming that's an assumption. And then there wasn't as many drugs sold, and so they said, well, you know, seven's too high. Let's make diabetes a 6.5, and therefore, oh, well, we get to sell drugs too. And that's an assumption on my part. I could be totally wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But there's so many different things. We don't eat enough fiber in America. And if you eat more fiber, then that's going to help slow down the spike of glucose and the insulin resistance. And you need to eat 50 grams of fiber a day. I don't know anybody that does that unless you're, you know, Yule Gibbons chewing on pine cones. Um, well, they also say that juvenile diabetes is up 
and uh, non-Hispanic white youths aged 10 to 14 is risen 24% in the past few decades. But what was even more significant is that for black children, they've gone up 200%. And why is it that it's going up higher for them? Well, I think there is a cultural difference in diet and lower vitamin D. And all of us are pretty low, but the darker your skin, the less vitamin D that you can convert from sunlight. And vitamin D, you know, you hear me harp on that a lot, Um you need to optimize that, and optimal is 50 to 70. And you just almost always have to supplement unless you have time to lay out in the sun. I've only seen that happen one time where just the sun did it. So there's a lot of things that contribute to diabetes. And when we talk about diabetes, pre-diabetic, we're talking about obesity and insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome. It does not matter what label you put on it, folks. You can do something about it. So here's something you should think about. Too much sugar, and that can be carbohydrates too that turn to sugar, means you eat fewer vegetables, which means you get less zinc, which means you have poor taste because you need zinc for taste buds. You need it for testosterone and prostate too, man. But if you have less zinc, you have poor taste, messes up your taste buds, and then you crave more sugar, and that gets to be a very big, vicious cycle. That was in Journal of the Nutrition many, many years ago, and I still remember it. So That's interesting because a lot of people will say, well, I don't eat sugar. I mean, I'm, I'm not having sugar. When you, when you tell them their blood sugar is high. They all tell me that. It's about eating pasta, rice, potatoes, bread, the grains. Folks, I hear all day long, but I eat good. Well, quit putting gravy on your chicken fried steak and slopping it up with biscuits, grain. And I don't mean to be facetious, but we're about to go on vacation, so I'm getting kind of giddy. It's long overdue. so. And I'm not going to eat incorrectly, folks. That is a lie. <laughs> um, you know, I love my coffee, and y'all know that I do. But coffee stimulates adrenaline release from the adrenal glands, and that increases insulin resistance. Boy, that stinks, because mm-hmm. that's from Journal of Diabetes Care. Mm-hmm. Sure does. You know, I do want to commend one of our patients out there. I want to commend a lot of our patients out there. They do a great job. But this particular one, you talk about uh, people that don't give things enough time to work and doing something different. Uh, Robert is in Dr. Lewis's uh, shooting straight closed facebook group and if oh. and if you want to be a part of that just shoot us and shoot us an email and uh robert said he's like a stray cat just won't go away i love what you're putting on there robert thank you right uh just shoot us an email and we can add you to the group and uh you know also if you're one of our patients just give us a call and we can uh, add you that way also but robert has made a 360 degree turn he is cooking and he's making these homemade recipes, and he's taking pictures, and he's putting them on the Facebook group. And uh, he's exercising, and he's having great results because he's he's taking charge and control of his health. It wasn't just about getting supplements. It was about getting the knowledge from Dr. Lewis when he did the low-cost lab work and then taking it and turning it into something for his health. 
So I just want to commend the people that, and there's more more Roberts out there that are doing the same thing. Um, it's a, it's a great thing that y'all are doing is you're you're learning and you're you're changing what what's going on. Well, let me throw in my two cents worth here. Yes, you're learning and knowledge is good, but there's a whole lot of people out there that they just listen and don't do anything because the Bible says faith without works is dead. And then uh, Joe from Ypsilanti, Michigan, he's so sweet when I talk to him. The peace of God just envelops me because he is so peaceful. He went on Google, whatever the heck that is, and gave a search a, engine a five-star <laughs> review. And Joe, hey, I'm getting referrals that you don't even know just because you gave us a five-star review. And then my friend Debbie from Midland, she loves it when I talk about licking the salt off a of margarita. Uh, she just sent her sister in, which is almost local. Her sister lives down in Nacogdoches, Texas. Um, well, it doesn't even matter if you're local. You can be anywhere. You can be all across the United States. We do this low cost anywhere that there's a, uh, we send you to your lab local to you. But you know who gets well? The ones that, and Joyce Meyer says it real, real well. She says, if you praise, you will be raised. If you complain, you will remain. And it's not just your knowledge, folks. It's your spiritual and mental attitude and expectations. So when you reach out, like Joe did to give us a five-star review, or Robert on Shooting Straight, you're helping other people. If you raise other people, like Debbie sending in her sister, and her sister said, well, if my little sister said to do it, and she feels so much better, I think I should listen to my little sister. And I said, well, yeah, she's young and good looking. She's bound to have something going on. So, folks, if you raise other people, if you encourage them, I'm getting a messenger from a guy in California saying his friend needs it. Folks, it's all about attitude. We live in a tense world. Get out there and hug somebody. Whisper in their ear and tell them that you care about them and tell them what the answers are to feel better physically so that you can feel better mentally so that you can encourage other people spiritually folks that's how you can raise yourself out of diabetes and you know what we call this licking sweet death i wish you'd just go buy the book called licking sweet death by dr hugo rodier he's an incredible man we met him about i don't know 2003 i think it was in nashville that is one of the best books you can ever get if you have insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, diabetes. And he will tell you all about this, folks. So thank you for raising us up to help other people. Thank you for referring people in because the ones that do that are the ones that spiritually get rewarded for the good seeds that they plant. Right. I'm on a rant, so I quit. Well. I want to educate some of the people that maybe don't have lab and they don't really know whether they are diabetic or, you know, maybe have the tendencies toward it. There's a few things that are um, often overlooked and it's completely preventable. People, if you've been diagnosed and you have been told you're a type 2 diabetic and you're on their medication, all the medications they give you, we have literally seen people start doing what we tell them to do with diet and taking some of our products because they've done the lab and they have reversed themselves out of being a diabetic. We never take them off their medicine, but it becomes too strong for them and they don't need as much medicine as what they did. And they mm-hmm. keep backing their way off of it until they don't need it anymore. And then they've learned to eat correctly and they can take natural supplements and, and suddenly they're, they're not a diabetic anymore. So don't take that as a, 
something you've got to wear around for the rest of your life that you're a diabetic. But okay. there are some uh, some of the signs that you may be a diabetic are things like excessive thirst. Uh, for like, water, folks. For not water. For, not for that bad coffee that yeah. I incriminated myself on. And if you hate water, that needs to be your key sign that you are very sick and need help because right. your body is made up of 80% water. And if you don't crave it, there is a problem. Another another thing, nausea and possible vomiting is actually a sign that you might be a diabetic. Or drank too much whiskey the night before. I'm not sure. Yeah, we're leaving whiskey out. <laughs> Increased fatigue. You're overly tired, which that's a sad, sad sign. You get enough sleep, but you get up and you're still tired. Blurry vision. So if Lasix didn't do it for you in glasses, there may be another reason. Because as that sugar nicks the capillaries, the first things to go are eyes and kidneys. And that's why so many diabetics lose their vision at a very highly increased rate, which is sad. Extreme hunger, even after you've eaten. Like you still feel like you just have a gnawing there that you're still hungry and you know you shouldn't be. You know, that's a good point because that uh, sugar in a bad way, influences the bad bugs to grow in your intestines. That's why probiotics are very important, because if you have the wrong probiotics or wrong bacteria because of the excessive long-term eating too much sugar, that slows that down, and they utilize the zinc, which is what I talked about. So, yeah, if if you're hungry all the time, you might be a redneck. What about irritability? I don't know anyone that's ever irritable in our office, but if you know someone that is irritable, easily irritated, they could be diabetic. You know, I'm glad this is auditory because Janet just gave me the stink eye. (laughs) I got the look, fellas. Have you ever gotten the look? (laughs) Slow healing of wounds. Yep. Yeah, if if your sores don't heal up like they used to. That's a sign that you could be diabetic. You, maybe you got an irritable husband. I'm not sure. Frequent <laughs> infections like skin, urinary, and vaginal for women. Because you're feeding yeast, mm-hmm. amongst other things. And then numbness or tingling in your hands or feet. Well, you know, back when I practiced chiropractic like crazy, people come in and said, my, my hands are numb. I said, hands as in plural? They said, yeah. I said, well, that's not a pinched nerve. It's probably diabetic neuropathy. So you can decrease your diabetes or reverse it. Uh, You know, you can treat it medically. You can take a lot of alpha lipoic acid or R-lipoic acid. And, and, you know, I always put them on chromium. That's the magic word, folks. And And you always think about diabetes as being overweight. But actually, there are very thin people. There are people that have lost a lot of weight that are a diabetic. Yeah. So don't think it's just pertaining to people that are that are bigger. You can actually be thin and be diabetic. Think about this. I want to give you something to think about. You know, we're talking about sugar, uh, carbohydrates. Think about an acidic diet. And there's people that don't understand, well, al- cancer can't live in an alkaline body. No, that's that's totally misstated. But think about an acidic diet, high sugar, too much meat, sodas, remember the fructose, that actually causes calcium to go from the bones to the pancreas. This triggers osteoporosis, but it jams up the pancreas, which produces less insulin. 
vicious cycle, folks. Well, and there's a, we always talk about Allzyme is probably our number one selling product in here for digestion. Yeah. Um, that's where a lot of it starts is poor digestion, and then you don't get it into the cells. So They you, know that from the last time because the answer is in the gut. Well, the, right. So we're trying to link all this together, and that's why we <laughs> always tell you lab because we can see how this all makes a big picture and you guys are beginning to see the big picture too if it's a baseball uh question the answer is always babe ruth too okay trivial pursuit (laughs) but anyway and then the thyroid is the other part of that yes because the thyroid controls digestion and Mm -hmm. and sluggish digestion so if your thyroid's not optimal and you're trying to eat right it still won't matter because you'll still wind up having insulin resistance because of sluggish digestion so it all kind of is just a big thing that all has to be fixed. And people say, well, what product's the number one product on my sheet you'd recommend out of what we've given someone? And it's very hard for us to go, oh, it's that one, because they all are working together. And that's you know why we sometimes struggle to say, well, just, just pick one, because you really can't. Like they tell you in the commercial, you know, one vitamin can take care of everything. That's not true. You, you, <laughs> that's nev- not going to happen. Yeah, man, one kiss is all you'll ever need. Uh, and, and the diabetes. <laughs> I'm glad how this always goes back to something, <laughs> something different. <laughs> diabetes also affects the mind and the brain, because we hear a lot of people on their health surveys, uh, they say, Stress, anxiety, depression, and I, I, I hear brain fog, brain fog, brain fog. What happens is it, it, you know, diabetes is an inflammatory disease, and then the, the lack of proper glucose uh, processing affects the brain. That can impair your driving. Uh, women, don't, 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 uh-uh, don't say anything about the man's driving. But the poor balance of sugar in the brain actually uh, compromises performance in normal people, and it also compromises performance in the bedroom because that vascular problem leads to ED, erectile dysfunction. One thing women don't have, thank goodness, because we got a host of others. Go right ahead. I'm speechless. <laughs> Never known you to be speechless. <laughs> well, I've been... I've been whipped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other brain. Okay. (laughs) It affects the way your brain works. So sugar is not good for you. Right. So um, we hope that you have learned something today about diabetes. And so, you know, maybe you know someone that has some of these issues or you're going through it yourself. Uh, Please pass this show on to someone else. Don't keep us a secret because we don't like being a secret. Uh, we like your friends and family to all know about what we do here. Uh, like I said, go on our website, acutabovenaturals.com, and check out our products. Um, there's a health survey on there. There's a way to order Dr. Lewis's uh, Thyroid Sniper book that was number one bestseller on Amazon, uh, where he kind of discusses some of this and how it all correlates if you haven't had a chance to read that yet. And we will be back with you uh, next time on the Doctor's Nutrition Show. And if you're on our site, sign up for the uh, email newsletter because you want to get a chance to win the bottle of vitamins that we talked about earlier in the show. We hope you guys have a very blessed week, and we will see you right here next time on the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Thank you.